Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Let's get started then. Okay. Uh, are you recording on your side? I am. I am recording on, yeah, both things, everything. And I'm about I'd four seconds fine. in on mine. Cool. All right, let's get started. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We have Fred. Hey, guys. <laughs> and Damn first it. time on the show, uh, let's welcome David Jones. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> All right. This is episode number 99, Listener Series, Volume 3, with Staff Sergeant David Jones. Nice. Episode 99. Yeah. We are one away. Yeah, wow. I am extremely nervous, too. I'm going to be what? pulling the rest of my gray hairs out this whole week because I don't have anything planned for 100. But let's not get into that. It's 99. Let's <laughs> let's go with this episode. Let's get sure. this one out of the way so we're not calling the next one 99. <laughs> 99 and a half. Episode 100, Flight Fest South recap. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, no. We could do the recap for 101. 101, yeah. <laughs> 100 is going to be just, just going to be us, so... But we'll get into that later, I guess. Uh, so let's see how your week has been. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, guys. You got chapters and chapters. Mine's easy. Why don't you go first, Steve? You haven't gone first in a long time. Sure. All right. Let's see. Uh, we, f- we flew on Saturday. Got uh, I didn't really fly for too long. I flew for about f- four hours, I think. Or maybe, yeah, I think around four hours. I got there around 9.30 and left around yeah, like twelve thirty. So, so yeah. a couple hours really um, of actual flying. But so, so Tony at our field is like, you know, it's like nine thirty. I put I put the twelve S pack in my Black Thunder. Oh jeez! And you know, and he's like, "Oh, is that helicopter loud?" And I'm like, "It doesn't have to be. I can make it quiet." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Because technically, we're not supposed to fly before ten, and yeah. if it's loud, blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." So I was like, yeah, I'll just run low head speed for the whole flight. So unknown to me, I'm like, okay, let's build this up. And it's quiet. It has that real, you know, it has a little squeal from the motor, but it also has like the, you know, heli sound, the helo sound. Right. But um, I'm flying in and I'm doing very like calm sport flying, you know, circuits, figure eights. You're getting ready for that, that uh, scale helicopter, dude. Yeah, yeah, basically. I was nice. flying it like I would fly a scale heli, like very, you know, graceful and, and slow. And then, you know, and I would I would fly forwards and backwards. And I'd still do hurricanes, but they'd be very slow and big hurricanes. And, you know, very easy going and, and flipping it, everything. I'd be, like, very graceful. So did you notice anything flying slower and trying to be more, like, scale with it? Were you... Were you concentrating more, like we like we were saying in the last episode, or or no? No, not like, not really. Really, no. okay. <laughs> I could kind of turn away from the heli and look back, and be like, oh, it's still there. <laughs> no, oh. not really, not with that. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the neo and the way it's set up. It doesn't feel any different, except that it's slower. You know that that I need to be a very exaggerated like movements on my my throws because the head speed's just not you know it's not screaming. It doesn't have that quick pop and and move so right um but yeah you know i'm flying and i'm flying and i'm like i don't know how long it's been i look down it's like eight minutes okay you know i know i can go more than eight minutes because 
I do eight, nine minutes when I switch between 1300 low head speed to my 2200 high head speed on the heli. So I'm like, okay, just keep flying, keep flying until I kind of look back and there's people waiting. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird feeling because normally we fly helis and it's like, bang, bang, bang. Okay, we're done. Guys, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, I, I, you know, the, my V control is like 30%. And I'm like, uh, okay, I, I'm going to land soon. So I come back in, land. Um, I, I had 27% left on the 5012S uh, 45C pack, the pulse pack, and I had a 14 and a half minute flight. Wow, dude. Yeah. Holy um, crap. That's, that's long. And I was surprised. I, I mean, it felt long. It felt like it was 30 minutes to me. I was just like, is this over yet? Yeah. You know, it's funny because then the next flight I did, I was like, take off straight to 2200, the whole flight, you know? Hero flips, all that stuff, just banging around, flying in the air, and being all stupid with it, and and heavy on the collective. And it's it's twenty percent remaining. I land, and it's four and a half minutes. Wow! It's, it's you know it's crazy because it's more than three times the flight that yes. I get for nine hundred less RPMs on the head. Ten so, minutes. So it was a yeah. constant flight of thirteen hundred RPM. Constant. I didn't switch out of that bank. So all the stuff I was doing, where I was doing my half pure flips or Mobius flips. I mean, I was 3Ding it, but very slowly, very high up, giving me plenty of time to catch the collective. And, and you know, I wasn't doing back-to-back moves. I was doing one move, do a circuit, come back, do another move, another roll, maybe a flip, you know, like front flip and stuff. So I still 3D'd it, but I didn't do, like, where I try to do, like, five moves in a row and then, and then like, you know, regain my composure and my and start breathing again and then three do three four moves again so it's kind of different it's very calm and it was fun it was cool i think so, um dude the challenge is on now for me to set mine at 1300 and see how much of a flight time i get oh you'll get more you'll definitely get more in that logo 690 it's it's your logo 690 is like three pounds lighter than my heli All right that's the black thunder so Let's get even it with the smaller, Yeah, even with the smaller <laughs> packs, you should be at least able to get 14 minutes, if not more. So, my, yeah, low is, my low is 900, so, I mean, God, imagine if I did that. Oh, my God, it would be 30 minutes. No, yeah. you think it would be that long? <laughs> with, with, with 3,700? No, 40, what do you have? 41s, right? 41s, yeah. I have two 3,700 oh. packs. I think at 900, you'd probably at least pull in 18 minutes. At least 18 minutes. Wow. Depending on how, you know, depending if... You don't bore yourself and fall asleep and crash. <laughs> I was going to say that might be the, the longest <laughs> flight time I've ever had without crashing. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into uh, that when I go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I flew four packs on that Black Thunder, which it is hands down my favorite electric helicopter that I own um, in the 700 size. Don't get me wrong. I still love my Oxys. Um, but in the big helis, which that's all I've been bringing to the field these days, it's it's by far my favorite electric so after that i got three flights on my synergy n7 and by far i'm gonna say that's my favorite nitro heli um something about it is so locked in you know I, it's very it's one of those helis that you fly and you kind of it builds your confidence like it gives you a bigger head like oh shit i could do this i could do that you no, know it, it makes it so like uh you know normally like when i do my um when I kind of calm down from doing like pyro flips and TikToks, I'll like, I'll kind of d- sit there and I'll like, I'll backflip it. Then I'll flip it to the side and I'll flip it forward and I'll flip it to the other aileron. Like, you know, I'll try that. And that heli was one of the first helis I was able to do that where I wasn't like 
nervous that I'm gonna lose my orientation or something. So, so it's it's a nice heli. It flies fantastic. I tried um, some auto approaches with that, and I was like way far out, so I had to bail out it and you know continue flying. But that thing floats forever too. It is definitely autos better than my 600 Nitro, which I didn't even bother bringing out this time. <laughs> no, that's right. I didn't see it. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I didn't have too much time, so I knew I wanted to bring two helis and just dedicate my time that I did have for those two. Um, I'm really starting to think about selling a 7.6.6 because this will probably be my second or third week. I just didn't have the motivation to charge up the 14S packs and get it out in the field. So it, I might I might just start taking pictures of it and, and put up the airframe for like maybe 7.66, you know, <laughs> sell it for uh, the price of the size, you know. Yeah. Uh, for the airframe but we'll see you know maybe i'll just keep it i don't know i don't know it's, it's i spent so much money on it and it does fly fantastic but it's just i don't i don't really need it because i really like the black thunder how that flies and i really like how the n7 on the nitro side flies so uh let's see what else i helped you uh with your your motor well you really just came by and took it apart and was like oh look at that <laughs> yeah so i know you'll go into that uh, about your 700 nitro um, but they get to work with Rob and Devin with his Vigan build. So that's that's kind of coming along. Uh, let's see. I worked on the scale bird these last couple of days before the podcast. Uh, basically a bit on Sunday and a bit on Saturday night. It was cool. I, I took the, the top cover off, the head off. I took all the wires and like, you know, kind of unzip tied them and got them all like stretched out and figured out what goes where. And... I have um, I have a Neo in there. Um, that's all set up with the the cyclase, the servo setup. I, I don't know what to do about the ESC. It's a, a 120 Castle Ice. Talking to Rybert, he says, "Dude, that's that ESC is fine. It'll you know it'll handle the scale bird no problem. Um, it doesn't have a Gov or RPM output, and I wanted to run a Gov. So what I'll probably have to do is just run it um, external and just run basically a throttle." curve or whatever so i'll probably do that for now and just until i figure out if i want to keep that esc or go with some something else like a hobby wing yeah just working on the vegan a little at this point i'm gonna start painting it i i'm kind of like i'm tired of laying fiberglass sanding laying fiberglass sanding (laughs) getting dust everywhere like every time i do it as soon as i'm done i have to go inside shower it's kind of been annoying so at this point i'm just like "Ah, i think it's done you know i'm gonna call it done and maybe I'll take better, you know, I'll take all the stuff that I learned on this build. I'll build my next plane that I glass. I'll do that even more so, you know, even better. So, but cool. yeah, that's it for me. Kevin? Yeah, man. What was I up to? I was up to quite a bit, actually. I brought that, like, like you said, I brought that 700 Nitro over to your place. Friday night, I found out the secret to having a nice long weekend. Do as much stuff as you can Friday night. Like, just cram as much stuff as you can in. So I think mm-hmm. I, I came home and I had a couple of things you to do with the house. Worked on 690. Worked mm-hmm. on 690. Yeah, I, I grabbed the 700, drove over to your house. We I ripped the motor out, the engine out, yep. and um, we found that the clutch was broken. Like the yeah. two, the the centrifugal parts of the clutch, one was just snapped right off and, and wedged right in there. Basically, about that point is when Rob and Devin came in and they were like, uh, yeah, the shell, you know, the, the clutch itself looks pretty good. It's just the... Uh, you know, that, that piece is obviously broken, so can't use it. But the shell was good. So, um, yeah, so I ordered one of those. Did you order both the, 
the bell housing and the clutch itself, the shoe? I have another one. I have another bell housing that looks it's even better new? than this one. Yeah. Yeah, use that with the new shoe just in case if maybe that liner is a little bit more worn than you think. And then you don't want to break another shoe um, from it stretching too much. Yeah, true. So. I mean, I did have the experts look at it, though. Said it was okay. It mm-hmm. only looks like it's maybe a 32nd of an inch more. It only looks really slightly like yeah, less, yeah. Than, less than a half a millimeter, you know. Sure. So I, I, I got that ordered. I was rushing to fix the 690 Friday night, and I wound up fixing part of the oxy friday night and then finishing it up saturday morning didn't get a chance to charge anything and drove out to the field saturday and my second flight i crashed the the oxy on like i think i tipped it over on takeoff i don't know what i would think i bounced a little bit on our runway and there was a void underneath or something i was probably trying to yeah. do something stupid but some of those parts didn't last four hours like they were on <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> i broke them within like four hours i thought it was pretty funny but I got a couple of good flights in. You know, I, I really got a couple of good flights in on the Oxy. I think it was, it was, it was either the second or third flight when I did that. So maybe not a couple of flights, but, uh, mm-hmm. the Oxy was flying good, man. The 690 was flying really good. I was even yeah. to a point where I was doing Mobius and I had him going back and forth and then I lost it. I couldn't get it back, but I, I yeah. did have him going like back two or three times. I think the secret for me was not giving that much aileron or not giving that much elevator input. I was more or less swiping side to side with the ailerons and and mm-hmm. slight, maybe slight elevator inputs. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty. That was pretty cool. And I was like, you know, I, I was like, Steve, I got it, I got it. And then when Steve, when he walked up, I was like, all right, show me what you got. And I was like, I lost it. <laughs> I can't do it. Anymore. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I timed myself fixing the oxy. It was funny because I I sent you a text saying I was gonna time myself see see what it took from mm-hmm. from me having to fix the. The main gear, the main shaft, the feathering shaft, or spindle shaft. What else did I have? Oh, and I had the blades were broke. I think that was about it. It took like 20 minutes to pull all that out. And that's where the snap Jesus bolt that was giving me a, a hell of a time trying to get that out. I just take a, like, a, you know, a little Allen key or, you know, exactly like a what I did. Tap but it yeah. right out. But it was like 20 minutes, dude. And it was, uh, we were joking around nice. it's going to be like 10 minutes. But it was like twenty because I I kind of dropped some stuff and uh, <laughs> yeah a couple couple drinks in too right no that wasn't so late <laughs> no nah. okay but uh, yeah I flew the five seventy I brought that out on Saturday too I think I'm gonna sell that I think I'm gonna pull out some stuff and maybe sell the airframe and I had my tank with me I I had what did I say look I have only helis and a tank <laughs> I said yeah Steve, yeah no planes only helis and a tank yeah. Drove that around FPV for a little while, just to, as a goof. I hadn't, I hadn't done anything FPV, and I was made a comment at one point that you know it seems it only does like two miles an hour, but it seems like you're doing about at least thirty, thirty-five um, because of FPV. You know, it looks like you're cruising along. I was tempted to accuse you of being a planker, but I had to settle for tanker. Tanker, <laughs> nice, <A> dirty tanker, cranky <laughs> oh, old tanker. Yeah, but it was cool. I'm, I'm anticipate my stuff coming in i actually want to start flying that nitro some more man uh because it's a big heli and i'm i'm having fun with the big stuff so fred what have you been up to dude me oh not much uh working mm-hmm. and uh well i did go for a little road trip uh i went up to iron city georgia to the 3d farm and it's the uh huckoween and uh for the Helicopter folks, I'm sorry. There wasn't a whole lot of it. There was some guy with a nitro and me with my little 
E-Mac, uh, E-Flight one, the Blade. Yeah, the 300 CFX. Dude, I, I thought I saw, like, at least six helicopters in the air at one point. Those were planes, man, hovering like <laughs> They're all hovering like helis. <laughs> oh, now, right. now, the funniest thing, so this friend of mine's mom, who's who's a little bit, I hate to say ditzy, but she can be. <laughs> she, she was uh, asking... You know why the planes are all hovering like that? Were they trying to warm up their engines, or are they mm-hmm. waiting in line to fly? <laughs> that's a that's an awesome way to uh, queue up in line to fly. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it was awesome. Uh, Rusty is the guy that puts on the event. He 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 owns the land and hosts it, and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't charge a dime for anything. You go in there, you can camp, you can stay, you can fly. They put on these awesome meals every night. It's phenomenal, and they don't charge a, a single thing. Now, that being said, Tony Green, he's a keeper of the tickets. He will hit you up for raffle tickets. Nice. You, you try to give him a 20, uh-uh, more. Give him <laughs> another 20, uh-uh, more. And he'll sit there and work you until you start crying. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, or or your wallet empties out. Either one. Uh, I, I settled for crying and kept a little bit of my money. Uh, but the amount that I end up giving, it, it still probably would have been less than what your 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 fees would have been camping fees, entry fees, you know, landing fees, all that stuff. Oh yeah. So okay. it was definitely worth it because I mean, heck, you couldn't have got fed like that for the you know, it it was de- definitely well worth the, the money. Awesome, awesome crew. I I did end up buying my giant Cessna. It's a uh, yeah. Flex Innovations. Kiki went out and started his own company, and and uh. I, I couldn't resist. My dad had the Cessna 170. That's the one, mm-hmm. one of the two planes I associate with them. My B twenty eight six. So now I got both of the planes. Marco is the guy that that has a Hello. shop. No, no, no. <laughs> that it didn't go over well. Uh, <laughs> he's got a shop over in Orange Beach, Florida, or uh, Alabama, right down the road here. So that's going to be bad for me. I might have to go visit and buy some more stuff from him. Nice. But uh, he was phenomenal. He he took the time to sit there. And he worked with me. Building that airplane, he helped a bunch of other people that bought airplanes put their stuff together. And then at the end of the event, after I left, sometime early Saturday morning, someone stole a plane from him. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one you posted up, right? The bike plane, Oh, right? yeah, and not just any plane, man. This thing had been $2,500 worth of, of stuff on it. I can't believe that, dude. Yeah, and that, I mean, the way I look at it, this is someone that knew what they are getting. They had to have the the vehicle to haul it because they had to have a truck or a, a van or a trailer that had room in it. Yeah. Uh, someone that knew the property, you know, I mean, was able to come in in the morning and leave without anyone noticing. Right. And uh, well, you know, considering some of the uh, consumption the night before, you're not waking a lot of those guys up. Um, but yeah, it was it was disappointing because I mean, I was leaving my stuff out, my radios, my gear, my chargers, you know, mm-hmm. the batteries, everything was left out. Nobody nobody put anything away. You had the the DX20s or whatever it was Spectrum's you know 20 channel radio sitting out there Jeez. nobody touched anything and then mm-hmm. and then ended on a note like that that was kind of disappointing because I and, and to make it worse the guy was just like I said he was phenomenal super nice guy and just you know giving of his time he's he's there you want to have a good time too but he's helping all these other people get up I mean he stood right with me and helped me trim my plane out and get it in the air and, and back down on the ground safely I. I it was just sickening to hear that that happened to him. So, um, hmm. yeah, but uh, we're all keeping an eye out for the plane or the motor. Or, you know, if the, if the guy shows up somewhere and I imagine he's, you don't take something like that and not fly it unless he's just 
taken apart and 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 gotten it because it had to be a pilot. It's not just some guy that came in and grabbed something because there was a lot of other things that were easier to carry off that you know looked yeah. expensive. Yeah, so. you would have needed a pickup and just you know whatever. Right, right. It's a easier to do a radio. Time. Yeah, and probably get more money. You know, well, not more money, but you know, it's well, easier. I mean, but, yeah. You're not going to sell that plane. There's not a lot of them out there. So as soon well, as it pops up for sale somewhere, you know, yeah, we're all going to get caught. Mm-hmm. So no, mm-hmm. this is someone that either planned on parting it out or or something. Well, so. that they caught a guy uh, who sold some stolen helicopters online. Yeah, yeah that was kid. too long ago. That was yeah. a kid, yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, it does happen where it turns up. Yeah. Well, we're we're hoping. I mean, like I said, that somebody's gonna show up with it somewhere, and and mm-hmm. and hopefully someone notices it. But other than that, I mean, it, it was just a phenomenal event. I, I did come home a little bit early. Like I said, I came home Friday night instead of staying through Saturday, but. Um, the weather was predicted to be bad, and it turned out to be gorgeous. I'm looking at the pictures. I'm like, yeah, I, I probably should have stayed. But I came back, and I, I uh, went and attended the uh, local drone race that was at the uh, the farm nearby here that does the, the fall festival event and, and mm-hmm. the maze and all that stuff. And and they had a good time, except for the uh, one guy, when he armed, his helicopter just shot up about 150 feet oh, and came down on top of a brand-new pickup. Oh, uh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the full results of that other than the guy said, well, we'll find out how good the insurance is. Uh, Damn. But yeah, that, that, that was, at least it wasn't a windshield. It just, you know, a little bit of a ding and a dent on the, uh, the roof of the truck, but yeah, but that's, yeah. so that's, that's not a good spot to like, that's, if it's a window, you can replace the window. Yeah. It's not a good yeah. way to, to get yeah, invited true. back. Yeah. True. Right. <laughs> Boy. But uh, yeah, that that's, that's my week. All right. Cool. I want, I want to talk about it last week, you know, in the, you know, what's upcoming for you in the hobby, but well. Yeah, what happened to you last week? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, I may have fallen asleep somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> oh, I think that's the first. No, no, Patrick did it once. Oh, yeah? Over on his podcast, yeah. Yeah, there's audio what? of him actually snoring from the floor. Don't they do video, though? <laughs> I think yeah, that was before yeah, they did video. At least, okay. at least I had my mic muted. So I'll, sure. I'll try not to do that tonight, David. <laughs> All right, so let's see uh, let's see what David's been up to. What do you like to go by, you said? You said Jones? Jonesy? He Jones, said- David, whatever whatever you feel more comfortable with. Let's see, my week. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much today I actually spent building my first uh, balsa building table. I took, uh, took my little girls out and uh, the oldest – is interested in planes. And so we went to Lowe's, got a hollow core door and started setting that up. Nice. Um, nice. We live out in the middle of the country in North Carolina. So, uh, we took my little apprentice up and, uh, flew that around for a bit. Um, let's see. Before that went out with, uh, my club, the Johnsonville model aircraft association. And, uh, Flew my first EDF. Uh, it's actually been a dream of mine to own that uh, DH one nice. that uh, flight test reviewed a couple of years ago. And so, my wife, being awesome like she is, while I was deployed, she ended up buying that for me for my birthday. So, I had my uh, first nail biting maiden flight with that Ooh. and absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, I ordered uh, another EDF today. 
So I was super excited. Um, I finally had the infrastructure to charge those kind of batteries. So, yeah. um, aside from that, uh, pretty much just about to get my feet well, went into, a uh, balsa building. Um, it was something I promised myself, uh, that I'd do. And, you know, with the, uh, unfortunate passing of Mr. Hancock, uh, it sort of, mm-hmm. sort of pushed me to go ahead and take the plunge. And I, I basically stopped making excuses. Yeah. I had a four star laying around, so I'm, I'm I'm about to take the plunge. Nice, so. awesome, man. Are you on the uh, flight test forums at all? I am. I am not as active as I'd like to be because, just like RC groups, I have a lot of difficulty finding what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I tend to just you know sort of lurk in the background and look at other people's stuff. But yeah, I, I am on there. Yeah, because they've got a whole balsa building section. And yep. the guys are super helpful. If you have any questions, need tips or advice, they're they're always right there to help. Definitely. Um, it's just one of those things. I don't know why I jumped into the – it's probably the price point because I, I jumped into the Dollar Tree phone board. No problems. So it's just like whatever. If I if I mess it up, I just spend a couple of bucks. But the uh, after seeing a couple of dudes at the various clubs I've been a part of, you know, you feel like you're wrecking a piece of art versus yep. you know, a couple of dollars of foam. <laughs> So, um, that and the, uh, it's, it's less forgiving. You can go on YouTube and you can find tons of videos on dollar tree foam anywhere. Uh, it's very difficult to find, you know, a build through video, uh, when it comes to balsa and, you know, the older gentlemen of the club, they have day jobs or they, they're not inclined to give you their time necessarily. So, you know, it's, it's pretty intimidating for a first time builder. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of where they're going. The, the guys are really good about trying to have some mentorship for people that are getting into it. Um, Josh Orchard's been doing some videos on building, mm-hmm. but with Balsa. So there, there is some, the, there is a light at the end of that tunnel. I'm looking forward to it. It's sort of like, it's, it's been a natural progression for me and uh, I'm looking to do, looking forward to doing that. But other than that, I've just been, I'm on vacation right now. So uh, now that my two kids' birthdays have passed, I'm looking forward to getting out and flying a lot more, but that's that's pretty much been it for me. Just flying around my backyard with my QX90 and my Inductrix Pro, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Let's uh, let's move on to the main topic here, and we'll get to know David here a little bit better. All right. So, how long have you been in the hobby? Uh, the civilian aspect of the hobby, I have mm-hmm. been in since December of 2015, so not too terribly long. Okay, um, just under two years, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually doing a, a stint. I was volunteer, voluntold rather to be a recruiter out in Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> and <laughs> I was bored one day, and I was just surfing YouTube, and I found. Uh, the flight test beginner series. I stumbled nice. on that previously, you know, I would looked into it back in 2004 or five and, you know, it seemed really expensive. And I was like, well, you know, I was just a private back then. So I was like, no, I'm not going to spend my money on this. Mm-hmm. But fast forward a couple of years, I find, you know, Josh and Josh doing their videos. And I started, I guess, watching a couple of their videos. And I was like, well, you know, this is, this is accessible. This is something I can do. Um, all the videos were literally on YouTube. They showed you how to build everything. So I was like, you know, let's go for it. 
I actually entered with a uh, the brushed uh, Horizon Hobby Cub, the I believe it's Sport Cub S, and yep. I flew one of those, had pretty good results with it until I decided to take it up and eight to ten mile an hour winds. It actually probably was higher than that, and it disappeared somewhere over North Omaha. Oh. <laughs> Once again, my wife being awesome like she was, uh, pretty much encouraged me to get another one. And then a couple of months after that, I got an apprentice, and then I was absolutely hooked on the hobby. It was uh, it was pretty phenomenal. Nice, awesome, man. So, how long have you been in the military, then? Uh, I joined after a year. I, I went to the University of Texas for computer science for a year, uh-huh. and it's like so many other individuals. I was I was super burnt out on school. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something different, so actually, I walked into the Navy recruiting office and. Uh, was going to enlist as a nuclear power plant technician. And then I don't know what happened. Uh, I think you can blame it on Black Hawk Down, just like many of the dudes my age that are in the Army. But uh, I was like, okay, I want to jump out of planes and shoot at things. Walked <laughs> in the Army recruiter. They said, I can, you know, I can send you right now. I was like, all right, let's do it. And the rest is history. I joined the infantry and uh, I've been doing it ever since. I, I sort of fell in love with the job. It's given me a lot of outlet to meet a lot of cool people and mm-hmm. to do things that people my age usually wouldn't do. So it's actually what awesome. in the hobby. So that was my first time flying FPV was in the infantry. Really? You did it for the military or that was your hobby? So they have uh you know, you have like your full fleshed, you know, UAV pilots who fly the big suckers. Yeah. Uh, right. But on a more, Unit base level, you have things like the uh, the RQ11, the Raven, the RQ20, which is mm-hmm. the Puma, and then they actually released a small multi rotor that we have too. So back in two thousand, late two thousand six, early two thousand seven, uh, I was chosen to be a Raven operator. Nice, uh, super simple aircraft, like designed for seventeen year olds to fly. Yeah. But it was phenomenal. I, I was getting to see bird's eye views of places. Uh, you know, back at that time, which, you know, I thought, you know, it was available on the civilian market back then. And now that I think about it, it makes sense why, you know, the unit costs so much. Um, even though technically now you could just throw up an FT Explorer and it does pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it kind of looks like it too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, but it allowed me that first little gap and that little insight, like, this is awesome, you know. But, it's, you know, you get to see the price tag of the unit when you sign for it, mm-hmm. and it just costs so much. I was like, okay, this is not – this can't be common. Um, and like I said, fast forward a couple of years, technology's caught up. And like I said, you throw up a, an FT Explorer now. By comparison, the, uh, the Raven's getting antiquated. So, right. All right. So what are the control systems like for those? Are they like more – um, you know, actual airplane, like you have a, a yoke kind of thing, or it's an actual RC controller. Uh, it's it's an RC controller. If you think about what's the uh, the TBS, uh, the Team Black Sheep controller, it's got the screen in it, mm-hmm. um, and that's how you do it. Uh, but the thing that made it so revolutionary at the time was the fact that you know it was auto guided. You could you know link it in with a computer, etc. So. Right. So it kind of flies like a phantom. Uh, sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So you can set your waypoints. You can set it to kind of 
just um, loiter around in a circle if you wanted to and stuff like that? I believe so, yes. Yes. That's pretty impressive for what, 2005, 2006, you said? Yeah, when you think back, it was super mind-blowing, but now it's just, it's, you know, you could be a 14-year-old kid and do the same thing. Yeah, sure. And then, and then, and then back then it was also like you know one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yes, something like that. It was, yeah. it was. If you look at the price tag, you're like Jesus Christ. You yeah, know? like holy. You're turning eighteen year olds loose with this stuff. So yeah, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's cool though. So that got you kind of into the hobby, which is awesome, man. So do you get a chance to like actually fly or do any of the hobby stuff when you're deployed? Or like, I know some of the. Some of the folks that um, we talk to that do helicopter stuff, they they will bring a heli with them, and they'll fly it. I know one of these pro heli pilots um, was in the navy, and he flew one of his helis off the side of a battleship. But um, do yeah, do they allow you to do any hobby stuff? You know, when you're deployed. So at this point, uh, it's highly discouraged uh, because of, for example, we were up near Missoula, and that's where. I know a lot of people probably posted about it in the forums, you know, oh, there's a drone following us, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a huge scare for the military. So it was highly discouraged to fly anything like that. A couple of us had, you know, little FPV inductrixes, but you keep them around your area. You didn't like yeah, put them around on. the perimeter or anything crazy like that. So okay. um, like, it, you'd hear the craziest things too, you know, Oh, we're going to shoot it down. If we see it outside and you're just sort of laughing to yourself, you know, you have the, uh, the hobby experience too, to know you're like, no, that's absolutely not going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, you'll never I, see I don't it. know. I, I saw the rotor right up with the uh, drones with guns. Yeah. Once again, they had a very enclosed space. Uh, and those guys actually probably shot a lot. They shot recreationally yeah, versus, yeah. you know, some people just do it as their job and that's it. So, right. So do you only fly planes? Do you also fly, I think you said you fly some multi-rotors and uh, do you fly any helis? I love all facets of flight. Um, right now I have electric and uh, nitro planes and I do have a couple of multi-rotors hanging up behind me. Um, nice. The only thing I really haven't broken into is the helis, and that's because every field I go to, there aren't really any pilots there, and that's one of those things that oh, I'm just sort of. I listen to you guys every week, and I'm like, okay, V bar, fly barless. I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're good could, with me. You're, you're fine with me. I, I'm, I, I'm okay with. That. <laughs> I was like, okay, I could, I, I could spend my money on this, or I could just hold up. And uh, I could, you know, spend the money on a giant gas, you know, Cessna 152 or something. The mm-hmm. The main thing that's holding me back from the helis is because there aren't really any that I care for. Um, the 3D helis are cool. But it's just not my thing. It's just like I don't fly 3D, you know, planes. It's, it's not what I want to do. I'd rather get a UH-1 or a Blackhawk or a Chinook or something more scale sure. and the the knowledge that seems because i found kits online but once again it's the knowledge factor that's holding me back i I just i don't know what to do and when you you spike one of those things it's it it looks like you're burning in like two grand it's almost like flying a a a turbine jet versus you know a a piston or anything else you know what i mean 
Well, especially if you do go with the scale route, like, yeah, one bad crash and it's like, okay, there's a, there's your whole scale fuselage that you spent 600 for and not including any of the mechanical stuff you got to fix. So, no, definitely. Um, yeah, you're crashing money wrapped in money. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> no, it's At like money point. wrapped in gold. <laughs> but, but, um, I have seen plenty, like, I've seen, uh, there's this one dude that worked at, at a Ducati dealership in Omaha. I know he flew t- flight test planes, but he's the first person that I've actually met that flew really well uh, helicopters. So this guy would go out to the park with a 700, I believe, a T-Rex, and mm-hmm. he'd just do mind-blowing things with it uh, on a soccer field. You know, we'd make sure everyone was gone or out of the way. Sure, right. But uh, it-, it was pretty mind-blowing. It's just, it's one of those things, helis are, are so much more technical, even than flying 3D you know, planes, you have to, the orientations and the collective pitch, it's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's impressive to see when you see it the first time for real. Mm -hmm. Especially that in person and something big is slapping the air around and making all sorts of crazy noises. It's definitely impressive. Um, It does kind of suck that, you know, you don't have folks that enough folks, I would say that fly uh, helis in your area, because even if you didn't, like you said, you don't really like the 3d stuff. Um, getting into like a small scale heli like Kevin did is it's not too bad, and I don't know. It's like it's like flying a plane really because you're you're for the most part flying at scale, so you're you're flying forwards, you're you're doing your you know the stuff that you see real helicopters do. So, um, and it's probably yeah. wouldn't be too hard for you to get into actually if you ever decided to do it. Probably not. I mean, I guess if you look on the civilian side, the first RC like. I, I call it a toy. I don't even call it anything. I got one of those. Uh, I got a little coaxial uh, mm-hmm. UH-60, a little Blackhawk that my yep. father-in-law yep. bought me. Nice. And I fly that around the office. So that was pretty fun. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's one thing I've learned about this hobby is I I didn't see myself flying EDF. So I was like, I have no interest in jets. And yet, right. you know. I just blew like 500 bones today ordering a <laughs> P45. So um, nice. I, yeah. I'm never going to say never. I love flight in all its forms. And it's it's just one of those things that if I don't have someone as sort of a mentor, right. like planes, mm-hmm. I get that. I understand that. It's uh, it's the, it's not even the, the actual flight of the helicopter. It's, it's programming. It's the setting up. It's the, like the head speed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you tune, I guess, the servos? How does all this work? Uh, I don't have enough knowledge to feel comfortable. Um, up until recently, I didn't even have a battery charger that would charge everything. And then while I was gone, I invested in a, an iCharge 410 Duo. And so nice. now I, can charge, I can charge all the batteries. So yeah. um, All at once, too. <laughs> really yeah, all at once. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was absolutely phenomenal the first time plugging it in. How quickly uh-huh. that charged 10 uh, 4S1300 packs for my multi rotors. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> yep. Yep. No problem with that. Awesome. Um, so you like EDS. Do you ever think about doing the. Have you ever done the vacant? Actually, I, I wrote on one of y'all's timelines on Facebook or something like that. I was actually asking about the, uh, the 6S setup. Uh, another yes. project that I really do want to do is a vegan because. Once again, I've seen it floating around flight tests for a long time. Uh, everyone who has flown one that I know is absolutely in love with it. And I keep getting gifted uh, EDF units from dudes at my club, the older gentlemen, who are like, oh, I just crashed this 
this uh, $500 plane. I'm, you know, I'm just going to buy another one. Do you want the parts from it? And I was like, yes. Yeah, so man. I, I literally awesome. have like three 70 millimeter fans and like two to four 90 millimeter fans just oh, wow. right now. So yes, absolutely. Another one I'm looking at is the, uh, the new X 29. I think that mm-hmm. just came out. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a super big fan of that aircraft. Uh, I've been watching that for a long time. I was, I, I used to look it up when I was a kid, the forward swept wing is really awesome to me. So I'll probably end up making the go at that one too. Yeah, I got to give that one a try myself. Yeah, me too. Maybe this uh, winter I'll build one. But uh, the thing that held me back from the Vigan was I was waiting for uh, actually Kevin. I was waiting for you to post the uh, the power setup for it, so I wouldn't have to find out by trial and error and all that good jazz. Oh, for the six S. Yeah. Oh, I didn't post that, huh? Uh, the I'm power sorry. setup. I mean, that was that's not. I mean, what did you do? You just bought a 6S EDF unit, and then you put, what, uh, an 80 amp or 100 amp? Yeah, my 80 amp ESC that I had in there. Yep. Yeah, that that can handle 6S. It's, 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 power system-wise, it's not that difficult. Even the power system I got is a little bit less KV, I believe, on the, you know, on the motor itself. But I just, you know, put a 100 amp Hobby Wing ESC that I got for like 40 or 50 bucks. And then, um, and that's really it. Um, yeah, it's it's not much different than doing a four S setup. You just have to buy the components that can hold, you know, hold the voltage. That's all. Yeah, that that plane is like I said, it's been one of those that I've wanted for a long while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've I sort of went off the deep end on EDFs. Actually, uh, my wife had to stop me from ordering the, uh, I believe it's the either Freewing the F fourteen Tomcat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah, why don't you wait on that till Christmas? Because uh, uh-huh. she knows she flies a little bit herself and she knows that our field does not have a paved runway. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's going to make it she's tough. Like, I, I don't know. She watched me rip the nose gear off of my Trojan. So she's like, nah, I don't know. You, you would have loved it at the event I was at this weekend. Uh, there was four turbine jets there. Yeah, that's a little bit beyond my my, yeah, my too. right now. Yeah, and, uh, smoke system canard. This guy was just hammering on it, just doing some awesome stuff. That was amazing, man. Some of the stuff he was doing. One thing I've always wondered is like, at what point does it not? Is it not even fun? Like when you have thirty five thousand dollars or what, however much these planes are worth in the air. Mm-hmm. I, I six hundred and fifty was one of the most expensive planes I've ever bought, and that was uh, a top flight P-47. And every time I flew it, I was just shaking. Oh, yeah. In hindsight, that's not even that much. At the time, I thought it was like the holy grail of airplanes. But, you know, now I'm just like, yeah, that's that's chump change compared to what some people throw up in the air. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you definitely have to have a, a, a look at me mentality to kind of put that much money in the air and know that at least a little bit in the back of everyone's mind. They're hoping it breaks and crashes. <laughs> well, I have a, I had just have a, you know, the mindset of I'll make more money, I guess. <laughs> I'll have to wait a little bit longer if I smash it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a chunk of change, man. I, I, that's about four, five, six, I don't know. Yeah, 10 times what I usually would spend on a vehicle. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, 
like David said, when does it get to a point where it's not fun? I mean, when it's a choice between a life-saving operation and an RC jet with a turbine, and I think at that point is where I'm yeah, it's the like, line. Do, do I pay my mortgage or pay my credit card bill because I have a forty thousand dollar airplane yeah. on it? <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. I did I did use that as a as a comment when I was uh, buying my Cesta because it is a bit on the pricey side, and uh, I said, well, you know, my my wife's operation will just have to hold for a little while. <laughs> fine. But Fred, you got that used, right? That was used. Oh no, no, that was brand new. We, oh, it was like brand said, new. We, oh, you did get it brand new on site. Oh, okay. Baller. I mean, that's what keeps my mind a little bit at ease is I know that it's they used a couple of the more expensive and the more larger things I have have been used. Yeah. Kevin's smart. He's not it, dumb like I am and buy everything new and, <laughs> and then, then dump it for half the price to Kevin. He's like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? But it doesn't help me out on the parts. The parts that I have to replace <laughs> no, are that, brand new, you know. Yeah, but. sure. Uh, but you know, but at least you got into it a little bit more economical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so Dave, what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as? Uh, it depends on the 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 plane. So, for example, I like flying scale uh, high wing trainers. You uh-huh. know, the stole aircraft probably more than anything. Okay, um, I have been involved in some pattern competitions uh nice. i have a, a balsa wood chaos plane that i use for that um let's see here 3d i i just started sort of kind of ish looking at um there's a kid at our field named russell carrington the kids he's oh, yeah. absolutely yeah he was at the event was he i think so yeah i'm pretty sure i've seen that name well, he's, uh, I don't know if he's sponsored. I think he's sponsored by someone. Um, but this kid's absolutely insane. Um, people bring the older dudes in the club, bring out their like yaks and everything, and they yeah. won't fly them. They'll just give him the controls and let oh. him fly them. And we're talking about, once again, aircraft with price tags that I, I don't want to think about. Like, I need to Sorry. get a couple of years yeah. on me to, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he let me borrow his, uh, his crack yak, I think that's what it's called. It's a little 3D profile plane, and he dumbed down the settings for me so I could uh, so I could handle it. And you know, he had me doing rolling harriers by the end of the day, and I was like, you know, this is this is absolutely awesome. Um, wow, man! Nice. So he was like, yeah, just get you one of these profile planes. And I'm like, ah, uh, if I'm gonna get one, you know, I'm gonna sort of go 100. <laughs> percent I'm I'm looking at getting a uh, Great Plains Edge, I think, a forty size, and just overpowering it to uh, see if I can do some three D stuff with that. Nice. Was that a Twisted Hobbies that that he let you fly? I believe so. Oh, those are like really good. You should get one of those because, especially you're learning, you're gonna notice that you're gonna hit the ground a lot, <laughs> and those things hold up really well. Yeah, the, at uh, least one. You know that you can. Yeah bang around with yeah they're a lot of fun yep yep the 32 inch epp crack yak 55 yep so like i've heard nothing but good things about them yes and then having flown it myself it was it, it was fun but um yeah i typically like scale flying um okay i like you know pretending like i am the pilot and everything like that uh but when it comes to multi-rotors i enjoy freestyle i've done some races uh, mm-hmm. I 
don't always care for the people it brings because it's uh it can turn into a very negative atmosphere very quickly yeah yeah so you know i we have one kid at our our club too that flies multi-rotors and you know had a couple of, of older dudes ragging on a setup and i was like you know hey you know that's all this kid could afford you know and he's still doing very well you know, sometimes I think people forget, even if you are the best racer in the world, in the end, you're just twiddling your thumbs. I mean, <laughs> is nice that important? I mean, just I, that's one thing, especially that drew me to the flight test community and communities like this is because, you know, someone can ask a question without fear of, you know, being made to look like an idiot because someone else feels insecure. Mm-hmm. That's one thing sure. I never liked about any hobby or any, any competitive like racing type mm-hmm. anything any online game anything that i did where you know people that forgot hey you were it was your first day at one point too sure you know cut a guy True. some slack i mean yeah there's some dumb things people could do but people don't know right right yeah we were for sure we were all there once and i mean and that's not to say that there are some very gracious racing individuals i mean mm-hmm. that's it's just it tends to attract more so than any other field I've noticed that kind of uh, attitude. So I try to steer clear of it. I've been in doing a little bit more and a little bit more of them because uh, it's fairly popular in the area. And it's good to get out and meet people, but it's still not my favorite thing to do. I'd still rather you know go out with two or three dudes and um, just go rip around the woods and have some fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know that whole competitive like drive that people kind of get into and that attitude just definitely just turns me off on that it was similar to me when i was racing cars man you know i I, we did it i did it with a couple of friends of mine and exactly like dave said i had more fun when we were just out in the woods or or at work on our lunch hour just banging these things around the parking lot or the woods across the street sure doing some bashing yeah then the night of racing where everybody's like super critical and super into it and it's just the whole competition sometimes it brings out a little ugliness i think so especially now when you talk about multi rows you know there's there's some money involved and with money brings like oh yeah include that yeah yeah right you know so i'm waiting for the uh the fpv wing scene to blow up because uh i if there is one thing I, I absolutely love doing competitively, it's wing racing. I, I love flying wings. <laughs> like that's, cool. that's, that's awesome. I got the, uh, what is that? The, uh, the FG 36 from, uh, gosh, I can't remember the, the brand name off the top of my head, but, uh, the flash gangster 36, I got, ended up getting one of those. Um, my wife is a graphic designer. She painted it for me and nice. I've flown in a couple of uh, races around the area since I've gotten back and it's, it's fun. It's so cool, you know, to watch those huge wings, just turn around corners doing almost a hundred miles an hour and everyone can see it. That is uh, very fun to me. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What do you have in your fleet? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see here for multi-rotors. I have a uh, two Luminaire QAV two tens, which are, uh, in various states of repair. Sure. Um, I have the five inch alien, which also is being repaired. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much my only five inch multi-rotor that's working right now is, uh, a diatone, uh, GT 200 stretch decks. That okay. thing's a tank. I, 
you mentioned uh, crashing into the the truck earlier that the individual I actually crashed into my Jeep uh, while I was tuning it because I turned up one of the gains too high. So <laughs> my wife was not happy about that. I have a couple of wings. Uh, like I said, I have the FG 36. I have an old Swift two that's bulletproof and I've had for nice. uh, probably as long as I've been flying. And then I have the, a couple of balsa planes. Um, I still have my E flight apprentice and the uh, DH 100 downstairs. So they're in the garage right now. Mm, cool. So if you were to talk to someone new in the hobby, um, what would be a thing you would tell them to do and something you would tell them not to do? Something I tell them to do would definitely be uh, take things slow. Don't try to outpace yourself. You don't have to rush through the hobby. The hobby is it's uh, definitely a marathon and not a sprint. Um, I remember still thinking that I would never learn how to fly without safe on. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I learned that uh, the FT guinea pig taught me that one real quick. Nice. Don't j- just don't, you know, you're going to learn, you know, enjoy the crashes enjoy the moments, learn from them. And it's, it's going to be fun. It's by far made me more friends than anything else. I, I brew beer. I play hockey and I have more lifelong friends out of flying than almost anything else aside from my job things not to do don't become that guy who does dumb things with your equipment don't take your your edf off from your your busy street you know don't make things harder on everyone else Mm -hmm. because you know it's, it's a challenging time for everyone in the hobby everyone likes to push limits everyone likes attention but don't don't be that crazy person that adds and compounds the problem. Um, especially, you know, it, it's all fun and games when you crash, you know, if you crash into something, it's just a thing. If you crash into a person, that's when things get uh, a little bit more serious. So know your limits sure. and your equipment yeah. and know where you are. Mm-hmm. You had me nervous at first there when you said, don't be that guy that does stupid things. I'm like thinking, oh, crap. You cleared it up. Yeah, Kevin, uh, Kevin's already got that market corner. Don't try to be like that. <laughs> See, even That's as right. I say that, I actually everyone knows I fly in my neighborhood. Like we live out in the middle of nowhere, but we still have houses next to us. I was flying my. <coughs> I typically only limit my flying to the the neighborhood to wings or my apprentice because my apprentice has been bulletproof. You know, my FT Arrow. Uh, I was coming in to land it, and the battery popped out. And it was pulling back, so it was super tail heavy, and it ended up sliding down my neighbor's roof. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, thank god!" Because they have a brand new Dodge Ram, whatever mm-hmm. Ram they had in the movie Logan. They have that out front. I thought, oh, I was boy. like, oh, "God, here we go!" <laughs> and uh, luckily, it skidded down their roof. It landed in the back. I knocked on the door. I was like, "Hey, this happened." They're like, "Oh, yeah, no big deal. You know, go get it." But. It, <laughs> Even then, the arrow got stricken from that list real quick. So pretty much the only thing I'll fly is my Swift 2 and the Apprentice because I was just like, oh, my God, you know, going to have to put that renter's insurance, the liability money in <laughs> the play here. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, for sure, we've all done dumb things, you know, thinking we could get away with it. It's just it's when you think you're going to get away with it that you don't. Yep. Yep. What other questions do we have? Do you have anything, Kevin or Fred? Yeah. I got a couple of questions. Dave, so do you use a simulator at all? I actually did not 
until recently. Um, when I first learned, it was sort of fly or die. I had the safe <laughs> system on all my planes with the exception of, you know, the guinea pig and the Trojan, which I got later on. But no, I pretty much taught myself how to fly um, by watching the flight test videos and pretty much just trial and error. You know, the apprentice has probably been my most long flying plane. And, you know, my oldest daughter is learning how to fly on it. So uh, it taught my wife how to fly. So uh, we just we use uh, simulators for FPV and for fun. So whenever it's too cold or something, I'll plug in one of the Tyrannuses I have and hand it over to the kid and she'll stick bang and, you know, the wife will learn some stuff. I tried the helicopter. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? I just, I don't know how to program my radio. It's, it's, you know, the trance is asking me all these different things. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, I need to sit down and watch some YouTube videos or something. Yeah, because I was going to say, you know, your interest in helicopters, the best thing you could do is get a simulator, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And start practicing. I know you know orientation with the multirotor, so you're like one step ahead. So, uh, you know, the simulator can definitely help out. Sure. I'll tell you right now, that, that's been huge for me, fly my little blade helicopter. It it feels a lot like a multi-rotor. Now, yes. that's how I have it set up. I don't have it set up in any sort of stunt set up yet. Um, but I think I'll feel a lot more comfortable flying it after flying my multi-rotors because I do flips, rolls, and all that with them. So I just need to get my uh, <laughs> my my uh, pitch and everything all set up correctly. So I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. There, uh, Danny, that the, the programming is what's holding me up. David. David. That's what I said. D- D- David. <laughs> okay. No, it's just, there's, it's, the helicopter side seems a lot like the multi-rotor side mm-hmm. insofar as, like, I know I've heard Steve talk about, uh, what was it, the, the brain, the, it's not the yep. B-brain, but the, his the flight, brain? I'm like, I'm like Jesus Christ. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I could commit to a whole new set of uh, keeping up with the Joneses in terms of flight control and everything like sure. that. So, but it's it's another aspect of flight um, that I do want to get into. And like I said, the main thing that's been holding me back was battery size. So I was like, oh, I'll I'll never use this 6S battery, and now I about to have a whole fleet of 6S sure. jets. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it makes talking yourself into it uh, a lot easier. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, whatever, dude, I'll get it. Sure. Why not? Uh-huh. I mean, I was definitely where David was at when he started. I did this exact same thing, you know, started building flight test planes. Never even thought of buying a sim until uh, I think a year into it. I bought, you know, real flight, whatever it was, 3.5 or whatever I got. It. And uh, yeah. And so I mainly used it to practice stuff on the helicopter little bit of airplane stuff but uh yeah that's what i would definitely recommend if you know if you wanted to go down that road like i know for example uh was it collective pitch when you know neutral is actually zero throttle and you know i can do some moves like i can do a reverse loop i actually don't know what a tiktok or a pure flip are i should probably google that i've heard them talked about enough mm-hmm. but I know for a fact, you know, I just have it darting from one side to the other, but it was, it's little stupid things. Like when I go to land, I, 
you know, forget to take it out of, you know, the collective pitch and I just yeah. spike it to the ground. I'm like, Jesus Christ. My wife's like, no, she's like, you need to get better before you can get one of those. So. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Where was my wife when I started flying? She could have saved me a lot of money. No. Uh, like I said, she's a doll. I mean, she's, she's all about me learning. Um, cause our daughters enjoy it too. Um, and she likes the science aspect of it, but she also knows that, I go a little crazy when I start buying stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I went out for, I think just a battery one day and I came back with a whole multi-rotor arf. So I went from (laughs) from like $30 to $330 and she just sort of looks, she's never given me, you know, I've never felt like I had to lie about a purchase. I just tell her straight up. Um, Actually, funny story. My first multi rotor was the uh, the uh, FT Versacopter, and I had the V two, and I got it for my birthday. She bought it for my twenty seventh birthday, and I was so excited. I was, you know, putting it together. I actually switched one of the channels and ended up slicing up a battery, almost slicing up my finger. I was so frustrated. Um, oh, posted the problem to the forums. Went back, you know, they were like, just switch the channel. Okay, did it. I, actually, I, I, I profess, I was like, no, it can't be. I watched everything. I put it in correctly. I am not at fault here. And, of course, Yeah, yeah I've heard you that know, sport before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I flipped the channel. So, once again, going back to the whole doing something stupid thing, there were LEDs on the naze. So, I took it out uh, and flew it at night. So I got it higher than I intended. I got it out, out past some houses in Omaha, and I, I just killed the power. I was like, whatever, you know, if it's going to fall, I'm going to at least make sure it's not swinging the blades of death. So I killed the power. And, you know, I walk inside, like, just totally dejected, it, you know, boo-boo faced. And I'm looking down, and she's like, what's happening? And I was like, I lost the, uh, I lost the multi-rotor. And she's like... She just go get another one, but don't ever fly it at night again. <laughs> and so I ended up ordering a second Versacopter, putting it together. Mm-hmm. I was driving to work one day outside the neighborhood, forgot something, turned around, came back, and it was sitting at the entrance to our neighborhood. So someone had put it out there from whoever's yard it had crashed in and just set it on the corner. I picked it up. Of course, the battery was absolutely shot, but, you know, I took it home, plugged it in, and this was about two weeks later, and it worked fine. I had two wow. for the longest time. Nice. Wow, that's great. <laughs> At this point, um, do you have more questions? Well, I wanted to ask Dave a little bit about his military, if he doesn't mind. Um, yeah, sure. Fire away. What was your MOS? It's uh, I'm still in 11 Bravo, so I, I'm in the infantry okay. now. I was stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas, man. Fort Riley? Uh, I was, obviously, I did a recruiting stint at, uh, uh, God, Omaha, Nebraska. So you were with 1st Infantry? Yeah. Yep. The big red one. Oh, by the way, um, yeah, my wife was an E5. So, yeah, you would have probably have to listen to her. (laughs) Not not you, Staff Sergeant, but I'm talking about Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I listen to her now. (laughs) <laughs> civilians depending on when your wife joined though it may have she may have if she would have stayed in she may have outranked me by 
a wide margin. Uh, I think she got out of it 2007, a year after her daughter was born. Okay, so she probably joined what 2003? No, she did two two year uh, two tours. So, so she did six years, and it was uh, 2001, I guess she joined right around yeah, nine eleven. She would have outranked me by a wide margin had she decided. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that was those were that was the years where people were getting promoted super fast. It's sure. it's still pretty quick for us, but mm-hmm. like we're talking, you know, thirty two year E nines. If you were god's gift to the army so right right well following that road of logic i joined in the 80s so i would have <laughs> outranked everybody <laughs> yes or you've been court martial before everybody <laughs> yeah but i, I knew a lot of dudes from uh first infantry uh more so the germany side when they had a, a brigade over there but uh okay I never was a part of it. I actually, did you ever make it down to the Joint Readiness Training Center in uh, Fort Polk? We went to Fort Hood. In the uh, in the 80s, my unit went to Honduras, and we did a lot of training down in Fort Hood prior to going to Honduras. That's pretty cool that you went to Honduras, because I, too, went to Honduras back in 2007 to Soto Cano Airfield. Oh, wow. So nice. I got to do their version of our ranger school. Um Got to get their airborne wings. That was pretty cool. Very cool. Nice. Well, before we forget, let me say thank you for your service. Yes. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for y'all's support. It's uh it's 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 been an honor. It's been absolutely a blast, and I look forward to doing it until they kick me out. Uh awesome. <laughs> but yeah, luckily, uh I, while I was on recruiting, I I decided to finish up my degree and then nice. uh it, ended up not wanting to do it. So I actually just got accepted to Embry-Riddle when I got back here because we have a, a branch at Fort Bragg. So I'm going back to school, paying out of my own pocket this time since they already paid for one degree. And I think I'm going to pursue aerospace engineering with, a, I believe it's material science or some some such like that. Basically, engineering materials is a minor. Wow. Nice. Okay, following that lo- logic... You would have outranked me in the civilian world many times over. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got to get it first, right? Got to get it yeah. first. Yeah, yeah well, good for you, man. I know awesome. it's a it's very easy to to uh, you know get your education, and they'll work with you, mm-hmm. especially if you're willing to re up. You know, for a certain amount. I mean, my sergeant really worked a good deal. He re upped and got some college and got some time off, and work, really did work out a good deal uh, when I was in. I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of silly things that go on, but by the same token, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's been an experience that I would not trade for anything. And it's given me the ability to meet so many cool people and see so many awesome things. Uh, I would have never met my wife had I not been in the army. You know, it's just, it's, it's been fun, you know, doing all the things I was called upon to do. Um, and I can't wait to see what civilian life has after me. I've only got eight more years, so uh, we'll see where it goes from there. So you're going to do the full 20? Is it 20 you have to do? Yeah, pretty much once you get over the 10-year mark, you're sort of insane if you don't because of time invested. Um, yeah, right. of course. So, you know, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. You know, I'm 31 now, uh, so I'm considered old, actually, in the Army. I'm considered one of the more older guys. If you get out at this point, you have to think that would be so much time just essentially thrown in the toilet because you'd be starting in a civilian job over again. 
um, why not leave with, you know, the retirement and everything and then start over this way, you know, your bills are paid. So, Oh, absolutely. When I look back at 2004, that those 20 years went very quick. I'm glad I did what I did, but you know, in an alternate reality, I would have definitely stayed in. David, do you have anything else you want to share as far as, you know, your experience, your, your, you know, what you do for the hobby and stuff, just kind of before we move on to our next session? Oh, uh, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's been definitely fun learning from people like yourselves, especially more so things that I would not be exposed to normally because mm-hmm. so many people could teach me about fixed wing flight. It's nice to hear a different perspective, uh, for sure. You guys, uh, give me a lot more knowledge than a lot of other, uh, media out there. So nice. Um, do you ever have plans to go to flight fest? Oh my God. So flight fest is my white whale right now. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait, which one though? East or South? I mean, South is close. I, I want, sure. I want to, I want to go to Malvern, uh, yes. to go to the original, um, yes. uh, the OG so, one. Yes. <laughs> actually it's the funniest thing because i hate i absolutely hate after a flight fest because that's all everyone talks about yeah uh-huh. so, <laughs> sure. about fred it. knows that fred can relate <laughs> it's yeah. like brace yourself the flight test recaps are coming for everything yeah. for podcasts for everything and you're everything. just like oh man and it's just like rubbing your boots in it like this is what you can't have yeah. um yeah so it just seems like every year something comes up uh obviously they've never done uh three in one year mm-hmm. but um before I, I was either deployed or i was doing something for the army and then or it just didn't quite jive with my leave um this right. year i was deployed for the first two and i was like okay well that's it and so my wife and i made plans to go back to uh visit her parents in washington state okay. and of course you find out about flight fest south and like literally i just i i forgot what i had i threw it up in the air i was like come on man i'm in north carolina and they have one right down in florida Uh, right that's Uh. i was like that's the most reasonable one and i had no idea and of course by this time you know for a family of four we'd already paid for the tickets and i was just i was super salty about it but hopefully you know this coming year I can I can get to one because it it's yeah. it's been something that just has not lined up. I've never gotten to go to a super large like your Nall, your Flight Fest, your Seth. Mm-hmm. Never gotten to go to one, and it's just something that either I'm just gonna have to will to happen and go and say the hell with the consequences, or <laughs> wait starts to align, or you know wait until I'm out so I can actually attend. It's just. Uh. I always watch all these people having so much fun, you know, and all the friends and memories they've made. Uh, mm-hmm. It really is. I'd, it's yeah, I'd, I'd love to go. Definitely. <laughs> well, try to make the 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 OG one. You know, I know sometimes you can't really designate your schedule as much as you'd like, but uh, yeah, it's usually what first or second week in in July is it? Or in June? Yeah, in July, right? In July, um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe around that time, you're like, oh, I might need some you know, family time off, but, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, well, I was saying that'd be great. Cause if you do go and, you know, Kevin, and I usually, you know, try to go at least if not for the weekend, at least for a day or so. Um, 
And I don't know. I'll let you fly one of my helis. <laughs> we'll go over everything. Any questions you have in person, you know, I'll help you with that stuff. And also, uh, that year, next year, I should hopefully still have my knock on wood, my success vegan in one piece. It's W fiberglass. You can fly the the heck out of that too. So you don't even have to bring anything. You can just go there and fly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know they uh, they do that Radiant Fun Fly or whatever. A couple mm-hmm. of dudes over there do a Vigan yeah. Fun Fly. I, that's what I want to do. Or at least take our Vigans and chase the Radians around. Right, Kevin? Yeah. Nudge, that, nudge. <laughs> that's something we could do. Sure. <laughs> I, I know Mike, uh, like, Kudos is going to love that. Because <laughs> his expression when, when Kevin's like, oh, you, you don't mind if I fly my uh, Vigan with, with your Radians? Oh man, he just had the Stone biggest cold smile. no, biggest smile on his face was like no, just shaking his head as far as he can go left and right. <laughs> no, no, that was awesome. But uh, yeah, now definitely good times up there. You do have to uh, try to make it. I mean, if not, at least next year if they do south again, you know, catch up, yeah. you know, meet up with Fred and and, yeah. and definitely hang out down there too. So south, I'll I'll have to jump ship for because that's just that's yeah. too close. That's yeah. That's, Nine hours away from where I am. So how, how long? I think it may be close to nine hours away. Okay. Oh, I thought it'd be shorter than that, but okay. It's it's a good ways down the state, man. Yeah. Place how far it is. Cool, cool. All right, so let's move on to our next section here. Top ten. Shotgun round. All right. Nice. Question number one. Pinch your thumb. You gotta be quick. Dave probably doesn't understand what's going on. Is he sleeping? Oh, that I didn't even know that was meant for me. I'm gonna go with thumbs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. these are questions for you. Uh, yeah, so you're you're a thumber. I am. I tried pinch. I tried hybrid pinch, and I always go back to thumbs. Okay. Nitro or electric. Uh, electric. Park flyer or quarter scale. Park flyer. So you talked about you fly with safe, right? So do you, do you normally fly with gyros? No, um, safe was something I used back when I, I flew uh, brand new. Now I don't. I don't use it. Uh, the only reason I have safe on a couple of planes is because I do dumb things with them. I, you know, I'll put rockets on the back or something like that. And <laughs> you know, if I need don't to flip the safe switch rocket. to talk to someone, that's sure. when I'll safe. Sure. Also, also for your daughter and, and your wife, right? Like because you you fly with them and they fly your stuff, so. So exactly. Good. I pretty much fly free sky stuff or free fly or free sky transmitters now anyway. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. So sport or 3D? Uh, sport. All right. Fred? Strap or strapless? I'm sorry? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you wear a um, neck strap for your radio or not? No, I, I don't wear a strap unless I'm flying pattern. Okay. Do you go with the cheap servers or do you go with something... More like high tech or futaba. Uh, for balsa, high tech or futaba. For anything else, cheapo nine grams. Nice, nice. blue hobby king servos. All right, uh, let's see. Profile or scale? Scale for sure. Okay. Success or twelve s. <laughs> all the s. <laughs> all the s. All of them. <laughs> Just rack nice. them up. Okay. And then Kevin, last one. Well, I don't know if he's been to any big events. He but, just said he uh, wasn't. I know. Yeah, so this question really doesn't apply, but do you like to go to smaller events or big events? I'd, To be honest with you, I'd like to go to a larger event. Um, what was the biggest event you've gone to? 
Oh God. The largest event pilots? I've been to was uh the Labor Day Fun Fly in Omaha. And I was the I guess the field boss or whatever. So I was in charge of safety, so it wasn't even that fun for me. I just yelled at people to get out of the way of, you know, oh, quarters like gas <laughs> and stuff like that. So hey. but, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, it's actually on that note. I, we did have a funny moment where I got to be the guy yelling at folks. We're at the event this weekend, and we get the full scale plans flying around. The, the crop dusters were putting on some awesome shows for us, and you know, private pilots were flying by. And I'm watching this one plane make a loop around the pattern. And I asked one of the guys that's kind of running things. I said, "You know, are we expecting a full scale in?" He said, "No, no one's called us." I said, "I think that guy's coming in." And oh uh, he's like, no, I don't, I don't think so. So I run over to the to all the guys in the flying pit, and I said, hey, we got full scale coming in right to left, at which point he saw that, yes, this guy is landing. So he's like up and out, up and out. So they're, they're all the guys are having to go out off the, the runway over the cornfield as a, uh, as, as Mac Hodges came in and landed his full scale and, <laughs> and joined us for a little while. Wow, dude. Oh, boy. That could have been a lot of problems there. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Yeah, just brush the airplanes out of the way. Although the 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 funny thing is, some of those planes are almost as big as Max. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, right. people are stressing about like a DJI strike, and then you get a quarter scale cup smashing into right. one to an up <laughs> <Yeah>. flight. <laughs> so, all right, okay, all right. Let's move to news and announcements then. News and announcements. Okay, so yeah, we got some sad news, right? Yeah, I wrote. Uh, we had uh, David mentioned it earlier. We had um, the passing of uh, Crash from Crash Cast. Uh, I, I don't know what you know everybody's Facebook circles are, but it's basically been all over Facebook. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely pulled up mine. Uh, he's been an influential influential person in, in our circles there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Crash Hancock. If anybody doesn't know, he was battling cancer for a while there, and. Uh, yeah. Um it's really um it's really tragic, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he was low fifties or fifty one, fifty two, somewhere in there for age. It wasn't like, you know. Yeah, fifty two, I believe. Yeah. Right. But we had a we had a lot of guys honor him by changing their profile picture over to, you know, either a picture of him or a picture with him, uh, which mm-hmm. has been great. I mean just everybody that I've seen, uh, our our buddy Mike Finley, you know Jim from RA Cores, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Schneider, um, just everybody that that I've seen, you know, uh, which is which is really cool, really great tribute, you know. Perry Crosby did it, Rex Harrison, John Rusher, our buddy John, he yep. um, did it. I know um, Jason Klein wrote a nice thing about him. And uh, if if you're not familiar with them, uh, Mike was a you know member of the community, and he had started his own podcast with a few guys, the Crash Cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And uh, it, it was just you know just nice little group of guys that just hanging out, talking about flying. And uh, yeah, it it he, he closed down the podcast, and you know a lot of folks didn't know why, and and it turned out that this was part of it. So yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's uh he's gonna be missed. He he's a voice that you know we don't have anymore. Yeah, I actually before I went to Iraq, I wrote to him and uh, asked him about you know his his health was better at the time, 
and uh, I'm a native son of Waco too. So I was born in Waco, Texas. I assume he's from there or around there. And, uh, you know, explained, hey, there's there's no interest or, you know, information that I can find that's current about building balsa. And I know he came back on one of the podcasts before I left and did an episode on it. You know, uh, he gave me a little shout out. He's, he's just, I mean, you can't put, uh, I guess, a price on that kind of knowledge, that kind of compassion, you know. He, he could have told me, you know, beat feet kid, you know, whatever, you know, he had so many other things going on in his life at the time, but for him to take, uh, that precious time to respond to someone still in the hobby. I mean, that's, that's next level. It's, you know, he's a, he's an awesome dude and for sure he'll be missed a lot. Yes. I, uh, my buddy Jason, um, wrote a nice thing on him and basically summed it up by, uh, saying, he was the godfather of RC to thousands and uh, mm-hmm. that really sums it up. Yeah. It's very true. All right. Do we have any other news we want to talk about? Horizon Hobby's having a Halloween sale, but it's going <laughs> to be over by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> uh, it's just, I well, by, by the time this podcast comes out, a lot of folks are going to be driving their way down to Flight Fest. Yes. Uh, listen to us on your way. Just, you know, be safe. Look me up. Say hi. I'd uh, love to shake your hand. Maybe, maybe actually go out and do a little flying with you. Yeah, don't piss them off. Yeah, yeah. Put the plane down now. We oh. did that in 2015, and he had no patience for us. None at uh, all. I, I merely kicked you out of the impending storm. <laughs> I merely kicked you out. <laughs> I just yeah. It's like I came by and said, "Hey, you guys got to get the out of here." And yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get muddy, nasty, and disgusting, and we don't want another stuck vehicle. Get out. I think that's the first, like, not conversation, but, like, the first time really meeting you, it was, it was that. Because I know I, Kevin was like, oh, that's Fred. And I was like, oh, I don't know who Fred is, but okay, cool. And then and then you come back, like, you know, after the event starts to kind of windle down on Sunday. And you're like, yeah, I'm not telling you guys have to leave, but you guys have to leave before the yeah. rain comes or whatever. So, <laughs> like, oh, okay, I guess that's Fred, right? That's Fred Provost. <laughs> okay. He's a jerk. <laughs> I think that was also the first time the middle finger was given at Flight Fest. <laughs> but not until I turned my back. No, not until you rode away. Of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. All right, let's move on to what's next for you in the hobby. All right. I have an easy one. I'll go because mine's real easy. I'm fixing that nitro when I get those parts. Yes. Get that thing flying again, man. I got to get the button for your starter. I want to get all set up so I can do it myself. So I can fire that thing up in my driveway. Oh, boy. Piss off as many neighbors as I can. Oh, boy. With the blades on, right? Don't do it without the blades. It's not good. Oh, boy. <laughs> you better be knocking on wood. <laughs> no, nah, dude. I don't I don't think I, I – I don't want to start it up for the first time in my driveway. You know, um, not the first time, but, you know, by myself. So I, I think I'd probably run down into a ball field, fire it up down there or something. Sure. Yeah. Come over. Fire it up in my backyard. Okay. Stand inside the batting cage and fire it up. There you go. I can I can equate it to the first time I lit up one of those backwoods cigars in a local bar I used to go to where maybe girls danced. I don't know. This was years ago, and the next time I went back, there was a big sign that said no cigars. So I'm if I yeah. do that at the local park, I'm sure the next time I go back, there'll be a big sign that says no RC anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. 
<laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? Fred? Next for me in the hobbies, White Fest Cell. Um, oh, damn about- it. Yeah, yeah. Now no. we're going to hear about all the Fly Fest South stuff right after, huh? <laughs> I, I expect that you'll be seeing some live video mixed yes. in there somewhere. Yes, do it. Yeah. Do it up. I want to see some lot of live videos so that way we can feel... Um, Included. We can live, yeah, we can live vicariously through you, right? Isn't that the same? Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, if, if folks come up and say hi, well, I'll break out the camera and, and we'll get them live on, on there too and let them say hi yes. to you guys. Definitely do it. And Fred, we won't be as bitter as some people were about us going to Ohio. Mm-hmm. I remember you say that, that now, but I'm going to make sure to rub it in so much that I might get kicked off the podcast. <laughs> It'll never happen. No. And then no. uh, some, sometime shortly after Flight Fest South, when I get back, there's going to be a little local swap meet. And uh, nice. Well, the, the uh, that Marco guy that has the. Uh, Doghouse RC that told me my sister is mm-hmm. evil, and I'm I'm gonna have to postpone my wife's surgery even longer. So I'm gonna take some money from airplane sales and buy another plane from him. He's got a little foam mamba that, that looked impressive. So I'm hoping to sell off some airplanes at the swap meet in November. That's here in Niceville, Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, make up enough money to go buy another airplane from Marco. Awesome. Yeah, I mean that's what I do. I sell a bunch of heli parts and helis and. Then I buy a scale heli, <laughs> you know. Now, other now the hard trading. part is, I don't know if you saw my rack of airplanes I posted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't sell any of them. And then I was going through my shop, and, and the ones that I have in the shop can't sell any of them. So I'm kind of in a pinch here. I'm going to have to pull some from the fleet and, and, you know, just realize that they don't get flown enough to justify keeping them. Yes. Especially if it's like, hmm, did I fly that plane this year? No. Yeah, then that's gonna have to go. Well, that that's most of them probably this year, <laughs> but you know, up up to now. Sure. I'm really enjoying all the swap meet talk that Fred's been bringing to the podcast because mm-hmm. when I eventually change residence, I'm going to be going to a lot of swap meet stuff for sure. Man, that'd be cool. But, it's well, let's just try to find some way to meet up, you know, halfway or something. And, and get together when down. Yeah, I mean, you guys aren't going to be too far, right? It's like maybe know, a couple hours. Four or five. Hours. Four or five? Yeah. That's not too bad. No. Yeah, we'll meet. There's a, I mean, there's an awesome little field about halfway in uh, Lake City, and, and there's some nice stuff in that area to do. So we could we could okay. make a day of it and meet up. Hell yeah. For sure. So. I got to go see Frank first, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Frank Mordiellos. Mordiellos. <laughs> wow. Oh. I'm just going to drive down to Miami and go, does anybody know where Mordiellos is? Frank <laughs> Mordiellos. <laughs> Hopefully that's not like going to Texas and yelling out, hey, Tex, where everybody turns around. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, David? What do you got going on next for you? Uh, a lot. I'm going to play catch up, I think, this coming month this week rather excuse me and uh get a lot of my planes flying i have a couple of nitro models that i still haven't knocked the dust off of yet um, nice need to work on a guinea pig my wife got me for last christmas get that working and i'm actually shopping around as we speak for a helicopter so we'll see uh, what happens with that could be, <laughs> could be awesome I mean, nice. to tell you the truth, like, 
Wait, so do you have a spectrum radio or is it all FR Sky? Uh I have an old DX6i, and then I have a Spectrum module in the back of my Tyrannus. That works, too, for either one. I mean, if you want, get like a Blade 230S. I'm telling you, it's a, it's kind of a small heli, but because it's just like your apprentice, but a helicopter version with like, okay, safe, where it kind of auto levels like a quad, um, you know, like a, a gyro quad, I'll say, right? That auto level, and then you can turn. Okay, let's go intermediate where then you actually have to fly it, and then there's advanced where you can actually 3D it. It's a, I think it's a good, you know, platform to to start on, you know, getting into it. And I'm sure, like hovering wise, you're gonna have that down from doing all your quad stuff, um, and then and then your plane stuff, forward flight, it's gonna help you, you know, your plane stuff's gonna help you with forward flight on a helicopter because it's pretty much the same thing. I think if you get something like that, you'll have pretty good success, and then you can work your way up to a kit helicopter, or, or you know, even getting like a Blade three hundred and sixty CFX. That thing is a beast. Uh, you know that little helicopter. So, yeah, this I just pulled up the two hundred and thirty S, and that uh, that looks like something I could manage. You could actually, we have a pretty big yard flat in the back, and I'd yeah. be okay. Mm-hmm. Not kill the wife, the kids, or the dog. Well, the, be careful. It's still spinning at like 5,000 RPM or whatever it spins up. That's, uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's whenever whenever I fly quads, they know yeah. I can't fly line of sight that well. Okay. Um, multi-rotors. They will all, like, there's a little V behind me of people. <laughs> like, they learned that the first time. The wife has gotten the QX90 caught in her hair because she's been in the wrong place the wrong time. <laughs> uh-huh. So, oh, boy. Yeah, they, they understand the rules. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, I'll look at for sure. Nice. All right, and I guess uh, for myself, I'm going to try to finish up the scale heli, the Vigan. Get those two so I can main it this weekend at our uh, club on Saturday. Where they're doing a, a summer's over fun fly. Yes. So, Freaking all about that. Yeah, so if I could get those two. Maiden, you know, ready for Maiden on that fun fly thing. That'd be pretty dope. So, yeah, we'll see. We might even have a Jeff sighting this weekend. <laughs> I heard that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, get him out, man. Get him out to uh, fly. If not, tell him you'll buy his P, uh, P-17. <laughs> yeah. His steerman. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess uh, time to wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Oh my god. We are on episode number ninety nine. We have six hundred and ninety nine Facebook lights. Wow. Yeah, we are one off from episode one hundred and we're one off from seven hundred likes. All right, let's see who we have here. Uh I have four names and I have three people, so that's cool. <laughs> we have oh cue the music. I'm I'm definitely gonna mess up one of these two of these names <laughs> three of these names no there are two of them I got two alright so we have Steven Ska Tiska Tyska wait a minute Steven Ska Tyska isn't that like isn't that like a punk music Ska oh Tyska T-Y-S-K-A Tyska okay Tyska Tyska alright we have Johnny Conger and I know this guy um, and I am gonna ruin your name uh, he goes by mark but his name is mark kuniki kunaiki i think so 
but he's Mark. Uh, he flies at the the Virginia. He goes to the Virginia events where he um, he's a photographer guy, the one who took the the awesome shot from Team BK Servo and and all the individual shots that he took. Uh, yeah, dude, those were very impressive pictures. Yes. To make those ugly guys look that good, I don't know how they did it. Hell yeah! No, it was it was that was cool. That was no, it was it was great. You had to see. I don't know, Fred. Did you see any of those pictures? No, I don't think so. It was like a professional lighting setup, and uh, the field behind them was kind of lit up. But the the talent, I guess you want to call it, uh, the people in front of the camera uh, were lit very good, man, and it looked like a pro picture. Like, oh yeah, that's very very cool. Yeah, it looked great. Uh, I mean, he, you know, I, th- I think he does this for a living or a side job. I don't know, but uh, he does take awesome pictures. And it made me think the hell with flying and going to Virginia for all the good flying I would have had. I could just went down there and tried to break his camera by standing in front of it. <laughs> See if he could take a good picture of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I missed out. All right. Uh, Facebook comments. All right. Well, I wanted to mention a comment by. Kyle Schneider, who uh, commented on uh, the last episode we had, 98, with Michael Shaggy Parker, and he said, awesome episode. It's really cool getting to hear everyone's different stories in the hobby. And that's exactly what I think when I listen to the episodes and, and hear yeah. everyone's stories, like mm-hmm. like David's story and, and, and Mike Mike's story. It's I think it's really cool, man. I think you're doing a great job, Steve, of setting it up, and it was a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's great. Um, and plus, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy for us. You know, we don't it's have easy. to go crazy thinking of ideas and stuff. But um, at the end of the day, you know, this isn't just, you know, we grew this podcast up to be something that we, we shared our experiences with. But, you know, I was thinking about it. Why not open it up? Why does it have to just be us? Just because we started it doesn't mean. Especially when we started having like Fred come on and and Chris and the other Chris and, and we're kind of expanding the um, the storyline, right? Like the people that you hear, and it's figuring like, okay, you know, I know um, Javier wanted to come on the show for the longest time, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And then we did one episode, and I was like, oh, this is nice. I really like this. I'm enjoying this. So let's make a series out of this and and get a whole bunch of people. So yeah. I think it works. I think it's great, you know? And, I mean, David, what do you think? I mean, you're on the other end. You know, what do you yeah, think of the series? No, it's uh, it's been enlightening. I mean, like you said, it, to get to listen to Javier's story, um, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome to, to get to hear other people's experiences. And, and yeah. everyone's going to bring something new and fresh to the table. And they have an out, thanks to you guys, you know, they have an outlet to tell their stories. And, you know, I don't – I. I'm sure I speak for a lot of people when I say, you know, uh, to all three of you, you know, we're, we're very grateful for what you do. Not all of us have the time or, you know, resources to do podcasts or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, I, I know I've learned a lot from, you know, Steve, Kevin, especially you, Fred throughout the years, you know, watching you guys on Facebook or podcasts and whatnot. So it gives us a chance to, to help you guys out and bring something maybe uh, a different perspective to the table. So it's been it's been a blast, and I'm personally honored to be here. It's been fun. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I think that, like you said, you know, everybody brings something different, but also I think everybody at some point has a point in their hobby that's relatable, you know, that everybody can relate to. You know, like, oh, I've done that. You know, I'm, I'm not the only one to do that. I know that that's what helped me out a lot 
yeah especially yeah. when you're newer yeah it, it helps yeah. A lot getting to hear these stories i wish actually i wish i would have heard a lot of them so i wouldn't have made some of the mistakes i did when i was younger in the hobby um not that i'm i've been doing it that long but i've come a long way in a, a very short amount of time and you know learning through someone else's experience is often a far less painful way of doing it than learning it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And save you some money. <laughs> yes, for sure. And plus I can only tell a drunk Jeff story so many times before people are like, you know what? We've heard that coming. <laughs> so it's good to have some other stories. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Awesome. So website comments. So real quick website comments. Javier sent us an, an email entitled death of a goblin 380 <laughs> uh crap oh no so I, didn't, I didn't see that I'm, I'm laughing but he sent us 16 different pictures oh boy let me go to this email here i need to see this now <gasps> all i see is image 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 <laughs> yeah it's his worst crash uh, eight, eight so far he said than the one before he said uh it's definitely a rekit both frames boom entire tail main head tail servo mounts blades obviously tail servo and servo gears he figures the uh airframe's cheaper to buy a new one. Oh yeah he he did a number on this one for sure for folks that can't see what we're looking at um yeah i mean he he drove the heli in and these things um when you drive them in to you know the on the extreme side can you know pretty much every single part can be broken or bent so um that's you know for a lot of people that don't know what rekit means i mean maybe some people don't some people do it's basically it's you know the cost of each part will outweigh the cost of just buying a whole new kit you know brand new so damn javier sorry to hear that uh yeah. you know and it's, it's funny because you could have bought my 420 i sold that thing so cheap <laughs> but no it's all good um oh, that's yeah. mean. <laughs> well i don't know how much um what prices he's getting but um heli direct is having a 15 percent off sale right now yeah um well it's gonna be over by the 31st no but i know someone who's selling his 380 who you me oh yeah talk to me javier yeah. i thought you were sending that to me i'll sell you my 380 i'm sending you that brain the icon i'm sending you a brain friend <laughs> fred needs a brain <laughs> <laughs> No, so yeah, Javier, man, talk to talk to Kevin, man, because he can help. You know, Kevin, Kevin's. A, yeah, unless he just unless he's ordered it, I should answer him. Yeah, I should email him later. Yeah, let him know. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I do a good deal, definitely for sure. If it's just an airframe, like yeah, yeah, sure. Damn, yeah, this thing is chopped into many pieces. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, that sucks. All right. So thanks, Javier. Even though it was a bad um crash, man. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. People of Podbean. People of Podbean. Hold on a sec. I got to bring up Podbean. Man, I'm, why am I so behind this episode? I don't know. I think it's because we're doing it Monday instead of Tuesday since tomorrow's uh, Halloween. That's right. And plus, you know, you're, you're upset at me because you can't you know, rave havoc out there. on. I, when I grew up, it used to be called Gate Night. I don't know. You guys call it Mischief Knife? Wait something? a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Gate Night? Yeah, they used to call it Gate Night. Why was it called Gate Night? Opening no idea. Opening Hell's Gate? I think so. Something like that. Where kids run mischief. Devil's Night. Devil's, Devil's Night, Night, yeah. Is that what they called it by you, Fred? Uh, no, I think that's a Chicago thing. I think that's only from The Crow, that movie, where they called it <laughs> Devil's Night. Fire it up. Fire it up. Oh, but, sorry. Love that dude, movie. Dude, when I grew up, it was called Goosey Night. 
It's a goosey I, name? Yeah, go figure that out. I have no idea why, why it was called that. Uh, that's weird. Okay. Maybe maybe it's the same reason my parents didn't call the, the rumpus room the rec room because I would have got the wrong idea. I don't know. They tried to call it something different. But anyways, people of Podbean, we had Bill FB. He liked episode 95 and episode 98. 95 is Alex of MS, MSH Helicopters. I can never say that right the first time. And <laughs> 98 was with Shaggy Parker. Uh, Mike Welch also liked that episode with Michael Shaggy Parker. And Fury 90 liked episode 97. Hellies and Hodges. And nice. Totus Coil liked episode 94, Scorpion Power Systems. Nice. Thanks, Javier. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. iTunes review. We do have an iTunes review. <gasps> yes. Gasp. I think we have no more way. than one. Holy crap. Wait, 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 wait. No way. Yes, why? I think I even have to load up iTunes right now. Oh, I got to accept the software license agreement. Damn, I haven't opened up iTunes on this machine yet, huh? Well, by the time you open it up, I'll, I'll have it read because it's short. It's short okay. but sweet. It's nice. titled Go- It's titled Good Info uh, from SRC053. And he says, these guys bring a wealth of RC knowledge to the table. The hobby is lucky to have them pushing out helpful content on a regular basis. Five nice. stars. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Oh, thank you. That was that was a great uh, great review. Short but sweet. Is he listening to our show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he put P.S. This is the FT Community Cast, right? <laughs> wait, wait, uh, no, he, which he which one that. was this? Who's this? The last one. SRC053? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Somehow they're in chronological order. So, David, if someone wants to get in touch with you and thank you for your service, maybe want to talk to you, send you a helicopter or something, how would they get in contact with you? Yeah, help you with the boss to build. You know, Andrew Snyder, I mean, he does a lot of that stuff, so maybe you guys can, uh, you know, meet up. I'm uh I'm on Facebook right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm currently trying to put together some uh, some videos for my flying. So I haven't really I have a YouTube channel, but it's got an old crappy tune of my QAV on there, and that's about it. <laughs> but uh, fa- <laughs> Facebook at David Ray Jones is the uh, the easiest way to find me. Probably the only way to find me right about now. So nice. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, hit him up on Facebook. All right. Drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hey, Chris Reibert. <laughs> Stuff in Flight- his face. Stuff in his face, yeah. With eggs and banana bread. Oh. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, free forest podcast sitting next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Hey, Patch Old Mike. All right. RCHeliHangouts.com under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free forest podcast sitting next to our other friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt Ned. Awesome. I want to thank uh, David for taking the time to come on the show. I uh, appreciate oh. you sharing your hobby with us. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks so much. Anytime. Um, we do also, you know, I, I I leave this for all our all our previous guest hosts and you know guest hosts to come. Like, if you guys want to, sh- you know, come back on the show, share, you know, do give us an update. You know, we're more than welcome to have you guys back on. 
maybe we can do an episode where we get a couple folks that were, you know, on the show and kind of do some updates that way too. But yeah, let us know. Yeah, I'd be down for sure. Awesome. Yeah, especially once you get your vegan there and you'll be like, oh man, why did I spend all this money on these EDFs when all I needed was this vegan? <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out in about three days, I guess. Oh yeah, nice. Okay, awesome. All right, all right. Well, thanks everyone. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See you, Fred. See, see you, Dave. All right, see bye, guys. See you, Dave. <laughs> we don't have to hang up yet, do we? No. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks. Well, I mean, thanks. you do. Oh, quick. <laughs> Yeah, Dave, seriously, uh, dude, thanks so much for your service, man. Yeah. I, I, if I see a guy in BDUs in ShopRite, I always stop and shake his hand and say thanks, even though I don't think. Our next section. Yes, oh. top 10. Shotgun, Shotgun round. round. <laughs> All right, wait. Okay, let's do that over. I'm going to, I'll do top 10, you do shotgun round. Okay, Kyo? All right. Okay. So, yeah, let's move on to our next section here. Top 10. Top 10. Shotgun, Shotgun round. round. <laughs> Fred. Oh, shut up, Fred. I'm, I'm, shut up, Fred. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a part. I'm sorry. Let me. Let me just shut up. No, you could do it. You okay. can do it, Fred. I don't care who does it. A <laughs> uh, bunch of amateurs we got here. Ninety-nine episodes, and you're already. You guys are messing it up. <laughs> I lost the whole like three. I lost the page already, dude. I don't know what happened. I think I closed that page up. That's happened. Uh, all right, so let's Fred, just go you, into it then, Fred, or what? You might as well do it. All right. Chronological order. What the what hell? What the hell was that? that? <laughs> uh oh. Hello, is everyone there? Yes. Fred, you cleaning weapons again? No, no, no. I I'm eating some banana bread though. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was weird. Wait a minute, okay. flying monkey is eating banana bread. What <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Uh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> 